It is great to be in your company for yet another full hour of Untapped Potential. I hope that you're having a great day and I hope that your week is off to a wonderful start. I have to tell you, I really appreciate, I'm really happy that we get together on Tuesday evening at 5.30. I'm hoping that you still have some energy from having rested on the weekend if you don't work the weekends. And I'm also happy that it gives us a couple of days to make some time during the week to pursue our goals, to take the next couple of steps in pursuing our goals. Because I don't know about you, but <laughs> by the time Thursday night rolls around, Friday morning, I am completely depleted of energy. So I like that we get together on Tuesday so that you have a couple more days where you can take a few steps towards uh, pursuing your goal. I also like that a number of people have already gone and taken a listen to our podcast from our very first episode last week. We discussed many important topics about getting started, writing your goals down, ensuring that your goals are smart goals. So my question for you is, well, did you write down any goals? Are those goals visible uh, to where you can see them every day? You know what you're working on and you know where you want to go. Because let's face it, we are also very busy. It is so easy for one day to spill into the next day to spill into the next day. And before we know it, we are just going along with the daily activities and not really spending time pursuing our goals. So again, if you have not yet listened to the podcast from last week, you can go ahead and uh, download it on the TDN radio, tdnradio.net and click on the podcast. We're also very excited because Dr. Ava Bullio is here with us. And I will be speaking with her in a couple of minutes. And my hope for these interviews is really that it sparks something in us, that we can identify with some one or more of the guests that are on this program, and we can find similarities with their particular story and see what we can take away from their life to be able to apply to our lives as we work to pursue our goals. So we're very excited that Dr. Ava is here and I'm going to speak with her in a minute, but I just wanted to take a couple of minutes to say thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we have so much more to discuss. For example, next week, yes, I'm already <laughs> thinking of next week. We're going to look at the importance of social networking, the importance of networking in general. So we have a lot of work to do and I am excited that you're on this journey with me. So let's go ahead and bring in Dr. Ava as she tells us how she turns adversity into opportunity and how she keeps reaching for higher very warm heights. Welcome to our very first guest, Dr. Ava Ballou. Uh, Dr. Ava was born and raised in Haiti. She's a wife, a mother of two very energetic, energetic boys who I happen to know personally. Uh, she is a board certified internal medicine hospitalist in the Atlanta, Georgia area. She firmly believes that women are the backbone of the family 
and her mission is to educate women on how to take care of the whole self, so mind, body, spirit. Welcome, Dr. Ava. Could you let me know if I missed anything in the introduction? You did not miss anything. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Good. Can you believe that we've known each other uh, just about 10 years? Yeah, actually more than 10 years probably. Yeah, yeah I think because I mentioned 2008. Oh yeah, because you oh. and my husband Paul started medical residency in Macon, time. Georgia. Right. Yeah, Same so the, the time goes by so quickly, right? Believe it. Yeah. No, I know. So again, we're very excited that you're joining us um, today. And let's just go right ahead and jump into our interview. Okay. So that our audience can get to know you a little bit better. Tell us, what is a typical day like um, in the life of uh, Dr. Ava? Okay, so um, like you stated earlier, I'm an internal medicine hospitalist. So I deal mainly with hospital patients, the sick people in the hospital not so much the stable folks outside of the hospital. So that alone is very stressful, very demanding. It's long hours, usually, you know, eight to 12 hours in a day. Um, and so you can imagine we're having young kids at home and my husband being a doctor himself, it requires a lot of balancing and teamwork between the two of us. So I want to say that um, in order for me to sustain and be able to be a mother at the same time as, you know, a hospital doctor, I usually wake up when everybody is still sleeping. I'm up at four in the morning. I'm already at work by five in the morning. Um, so everyone is sleeping when I leave the house. Everyone is sleeping when I'm starting my rounds. But I have to start my rounds very early in order for me to finish at a earlier, you know, early enough time to be able to pick up my kids from school between 3 and 4 p.m. So I still spend my 10 hours in the hospital rounding, talking to the consultants, you know, taking care of my patients. And then I leave early enough in the afternoon to at least be with my kids in the afternoon. I pick them up from school. They come home. We have dinner. We do homework. Um, if we have to do extracurriculars, then we do the extracurricular activity. So that's usually what my day is like. And that's almost every day, including the weekend. Right. So now with the coronavirus and the kids being out of school, how is that impacting your schedule? I can imagine it's even more hectic now. Very hectic. Um, I think the teachers understand that I work during the day. So a lot of the assignments have to be turned in a little bit later in the day. Um, they understand that they're working with us. And then my husband has a more flexible schedule than I do. He's not in the hospital. He has his own practice. So we work around each other's schedule. So if I have to be at work, sometimes he tries to be here until I come back to continue and do the, to do the um, homeschooling. And he's home on the weekends in general. Right. So it's really just about balancing and, and finding that balance for your family. So what would you say was your earliest memory of adversity? adversity that you faced in your life as an early memory? Oh, wow. Okay. So I want to say um, I grew up in Haiti and I moved to the U.S. when I was a couple of months shy of turning 15. Um, life over there and life over here are completely two different things. The issues that we're dealing back at home are different issues from here. So 
earlier on moving here and finishing up high school, I realized right away the difference and the challenges that I was going to overcome. Now, now, did you speak English when you came here or did you have to learn English? So I spoke very little English. I mean, we did have English courses at school in Haiti and, you know, a lot of the TV shows are in English. So mm -hmm. I understood more than I could speak. Mm -hmm. I wrote it more than I could speak. Speaking is a whole different ballgame. Um, so coming here and starting ninth grade, almost 15, my mother put me in a school that was a magnet school, French and English. So I had half my classes in French and half my classes in English. So it made it a lot easier to transition into, you know, the American learn, um, world and learning that language. And then going from Haiti to Miami, there's also a lot of Haitians in Miami. It's a big population of Caribbean folks in Miami. And so that transition also made it a lot easier to have friends mm -hmm. of my background who spoke my language that I was able to grow with and learn with. Right, because that is what I was about to ask you, but luckily you had a good support system because I know one of the challenges that a lot of kids who migrate to America actually end up going through is bullying because they don't speak the language or they have a foreign accent. So it sounds like you had a really good support community to help you with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's still, there were still instances where there was some bullying, but most of my experience was pretty good because of where I moved to mm -hmm. and the community that was around me. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that was quite a challenge for you. So what would you say, what toll would you say um, adversity had on you at such a tender age of 15? Like what, what toll did it take on you in terms of having to learn a whole new culture, become more fluent in English, and I'm sure living a lot of your friends back in Haiti, what toll would you say that took on you? I think because of the age, being already, you know, um, in my teenage years and not being so young, um, it kind of gave me both perspectives. I had the perspective of home and then I had the new perspective of what it was like moving to America and, and doing things the American way. Because of that, it made me want to challenge myself even more. It made me want to succeed. It made me want to make it in this new environment. Um, so it kind of instilled a little bit of, how can I say it? Um, the power and determination, determination, exactly. That's the word I was looking for to make it no matter what, you know, it's that immigrant mentality yes. coming here and saying to yourself, look, I don't want to go back there. I see the opportunities and I have been given the opportunity let me just take it and run with it and be successful with it and never go back to where, you know, I used to be. Yeah, and I think that immigrant mentality is so strong for so many of us because coming from small islands, as you know, I'm from Dominica, uh, you're so limited in terms of your options for success and it kind of creates a hunger in you that when you finally have a chance to come over to America, Canada, England, uh, you really just lurch forward and just grab onto opportunities because you've always had that hunger. So how would you say um, that experience helped you to grow? Um, I think staying focused. I think also having immigrant parents that are that were always on top of me mm -hmm. to show me the way and make sure that I was always staying on the right path 
um, because you already know when you're from the Caribbean, your parents are very into schooling. That's the most important thing. They don't care about nothing else but you. Well, school and religion. Right, right. But the school thing, I mean, you have to come home with an A. You have to make sure you have, you know, you're the best in your class, the top in your class. So they're also there to guide you. And they're very supportive when it comes to that. They could be strict sometimes. But I feel like the strictness um, and um, the discipline is what's needed when you're switching from one place to another. Because in America, a lot of times the schooling is a lot easier and you have more freedom. And the other kids around you that have not grown in the same environment as you are a lot more free to do other things. And you are seeing things that you've never seen before that you want to explore. But your parents will whip you right into shape. (laughs) Absolutely. And make sure you stay on the right path. So I think that was also a pretty big, significant thing in, you know, guiding me in the right direction along the way. And I also think that kind of lends itself to the work ethic you have now, because you're so used to overcoming challenges that it instilled in you that work ethic now where you wake up four o'clock in the morning and it's to you, it's no big deal because somebody else listening to you might be thinking four o'clock in the morning, that is absolutely ridiculous. But for you, you're so used to hard work. And I think that's the number one thing that we as West Indians have, the ability to work hard and not complain. Exactly. Not complain. It's true. Um, yeah, that's the, that's, I noticed that that was the only way that I could still be a doctor and take care of my patients, give my time there. And then at the same time, give my time to my children and my husband and still be home. If I waited till later to wake up, then the whole day would pass me by and have the things that I'm able to accomplish, I would not have the time to do. Absolutely. Yeah, certainly. So at this point in your life, having gone through all your challenges, having grown through your challenges, would you say that you found success or are you still on the road to success? (laughs) Well, I want to be grateful every step of the way for what I have and what I've been given and what I've been able to accomplish. I know that God has been on my side um, because looking back, I know I've come a long way. Uh, I don't want to take anything that I have so far and have accomplished so far for granted. So I'm going to say that as I look at myself today, yeah, I've accomplished success. I'm happy where I am. I'm happy with what I've accomplished, the person I've become. But saying that, I also know that I can do better. I can be a better person. So I'm working towards developing um, a better relationship with God, a better relationship with my kids, uh, my colleagues, and just, you know, impacting my community a bit more than I'm doing now. Um, But I'm not going to chase the impossible. I'm happy where I am now if I wasn't able to get more. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, many times I think what happens is a lot of times uh, people look at successful people like you and they don't realize that many of the challenges that they're going through you've been through it or you're still going through it. So let me ask you, where do you think your source of strength comes from? Where do you draw from? Because I think a lot of times people start on a journey and then they give up because it's just too difficult to keep going forward. Where, do you, where is that source of strength coming from to keep you motivated and keep you moving forward? I think that um, what you said is absolutely correct. 
you see somebody where they at now and you see everything that they've accomplished without ever taking the time to consider how they got to where they got, how long did it take them, what did they have to go through, um, the challenges that they had to go through. I mean, all these things along the way are what shapes a person to become who they are and to be able to handle the kind of success that, you know, is handed to them. For me, um, I learned a lot from the people that have gone through it. I learned a lot from older people. I love talking to older generations. My grandma in general, like uh, specifically, I like to talk to her and ask her her advice on certain things because their wisdom is so different from, you know, um, a younger person, for example. Not, I'm not saying that younger people haven't gone through things, but I feel like they've been alive so much longer they've seen so much more things and the fact that she's also moved from haiti to here gives me a different perspective a different wisdom a different um way of seeing and way of thinking okay so every time i'm about to tackle something new or i'm looking at a specific opportunity i pray about it first i see how i feel on the inside i speak to my grandma um see how you know, she feels, listen to her advice. I speak to my husband. I mean, it takes a, a lot of different pieces before I jump into something because not everything is for you. Right. Not everything that looks good mm -hmm. is necessarily good for you. Right. All money is not good money. Mm -hmm. So I always think about it that way. I get motivated by, um, you know, making sure that everything that I try to get my hands into, I will be able to make a difference. I will be able to, you know, um, have an impact on the generation after me. And then looking at my children, they also keep me motivated. I'm doing it for them as well. Right. I want them to look at me as an example so and I want to make sure that they know that everything they have, they don't take for granted because they are such blessed children. They have so much more than what I even had, not even a half or a quarter of what I have. So I want them to see how hard we are working to get them what they have. Mm -hmm. So they're motivating me as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, um, you know, it's interesting that you said your grandma, because even if we've migrated out of the island, we still have that village mentality. And I'm sure you're familiar with the saying that it takes a village to raise a child. So it sounds like the village raised you and now that same village, including the strength of you, is now raising your two boys. Right. So I think it's so important that we stay connected with the village that raised us and not take for granted the values that we've learned from that village and also making sure that we instill those same values in our children because it is so easy to go down the road of saying, I didn't have this, so I'm gonna provide it for my children. But then in turn, we're not really teaching them the work ethic with, which got us to this point. It is such a challenge to want to be able to give them the things we did not have, but at the same time being able to teach them the ethics needed to be able to, to be successful in the future. So thank you so much uh, for sharing that with us. <laughs> So at this point, what um, three main points would you like our listeners to listen to? Because as you know, the show is about people who are trying to accomplish personal goals, people who are trying to move forward in their life and, you know, just make something more 
out of um, their current situation. So if you have had to think of three important lessons, three important points that you would like them to take away with them as they move forward, what would you say? My most important thing to say is to always stay positive. You will be surprised what the power of the mind can do. You know, if you train your mind to always think positive, stay positive, and see the good in every situation, um, it will become a way of life. It will become a habit. And you will be able to move from one step to the next, even going through a tough situation a lot better than if you're somebody who's always looking at the negative. So that's number one is making sure, you know, it, it takes time, but it's something to work on. It took me some time to even get to that point. Always look at the best because it could be worse. Um, and people forget that, you know, they always think, well, I could have had this or I could have this or, but you have so much more than somebody else. So always look at the positive would be number one. Number two, take care of yourself, take care of your mind, take care of your body, take care of your soul. You know, those things are important. You also need to have a good, um, physical, mental ability to be able to wake up every day, take care of your kids, take care of your family, and even go to work. We always forget that our body is very important. Without your health, you can't do anything. You can't go to work and, you know, earn an income. You can't go to school. You can't take care of your kids. So that would be my number two thing is making sure that people realize that, you know, health, exercise, mind so all of that is important um number three i always say don't be afraid to ask for help you can't do it all by yourself you can have everything but you still need to have a support system um otherwise you're gonna crumble one person cannot do everything alone so don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help you know i mean I'm sure somebody's going to need your help and you can use their help as well. So those are my three main things. Right. And I think it's so important that you started with the mindset because for me, that is where it all begins. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to make a major change in your life, and as you know, I wrote a, bu a book on the topic. <laughs> if you're looking to make a major change in your life, the first thing you have to work on is changing your mindset. So you have to instill in your mind, and actually the very first um, topic that I will be covering with, my, with this radio program is the importance of just writing your goals down. Because being able to visualize it kind of somehow imprints it in the universe and begins the process of changing your mindset from I, I can't to I can. I agree. I so agree. I think it's so important that you started with mental, you know, having the correct mindset in order to make changes in your life. So thank you so much for that. Anytime. Yeah. So this is your opportunity to promote anything that you're working on. We want to know if anything exciting is going on with Dr. Ava and hopefully, you know, as time goes by, we would love to have you come back and share with us because I've truly enjoyed having this conversation with you today. So is there anything that you want us to know about that's coming up with you pretty soon? Oh, wow. I'm working on a few things, you know. Um, I, right now I have a lipstick line called Dramatically Real, and it's for the busy professional woman, but it's for really any women. Um, 
It's um, natural, made with vitamin C, vitamin E. It doesn't dry your lips, and it stays on all day long, 24-7. I will attest to that. I do own some of your lipsticks. I will attest to that. <laughs> Me being busy, I do believe that if you look good, you feel good. So in the morning before I go to work, I make sure I dress up. I put lipstick on, and I never have to reapply. So I thought it was super important to be able to be on the go and at the same time not need to reapply your lipstick every time and then having young kids I kiss on them all the time and I leave I leave no mark on their face so I love that so I created a lipstick um, specifically made for the busy professional woman um, so www.dramaticallyreal.com um, you can also follow me on Instagram at dr.evab um, that's at dr.evab um, and that's where I'll be posting a few of my other projects coming soon. Good, good. And of course, I'm going to have a little write-up on you um, that I'm hoping, I'm actually in the process of developing my website right now. So I will be sure to include a headshot, uh, your bio, and of course, your contact information, including your website. Um, you're pretty much uh, only on Instagram, or would you like to include Facebook as well? Just Instagram is the main one. Facebook too is um, Eva Bonsu. Okay. I'm not as active on Facebook as I am on Instagram, but um, Eva Bonsu is my Facebook right now. E V A B O N S U. Great. So I'll be sure to post all the information so folks can know how to get in touch with you if they're looking for another speaking engagement. Uh, maybe because I think you did an excellent job of uh, pre presenting and motivating us um, to move forward today. So is there anything else, any final thoughts you would like to leave with us? I want to say thank you to the listeners. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to coming back another time. Great, great. So thank you so much for being with us. And you have an enjoyable rest of your day. You we'll too. talk soon. <laughs> have a good day. Bye. You too. Thank you again, Dr. Ava. And I hope that you found her interview as inspiring as I did. I think the number one thing I took away from everything that she said, uh, besides the obvious thing that she's an immigrant like me and like so many of us who have come to this country or have migrated to other countries and had to start all over again, I think that the, the main takeaway for me was the importance of social support. I think many times we feel like we should be able to do it all. We should be able to have a full-time job, have a full-time family, and pursue other goals and interests. And for me, I think... Um, the most important thing I took away from her interview is to be able to ask for some help, to be able to say, you know, I have a lot going on right now. Can you take um, something off my plate? So I thought she did an excellent job and I really want to thank her for being with us um, this evening. So let's take a quick break and we will talk some more. Um, please enjoy this one from Charlotte Dipanda and Yemi Alliday, one called Sister, as we celebrate the importance of supporting each other along life's journey. Stay tuned. Yeah. 
to thank my friend Annie, Annie Kem, out there in New Rochelle for sending me this wonderful song. I truly appreciate it. So I just wanted to thank her for sending me that song. And just as important, I want to thank, I forgot to mention in the beginning that I wanted to thank everyone who reached out to me after the first episode. For example, I talked about, um, you know, having a 20-year journal that included a lot of my goals, my aspirations back when I lived in Dominica. And someone else actually reached out to me and said, interestingly enough, that they had a 20-year journal and that they were going to pull it out and take a look and start working on those goals that they had set for themselves uh, back 20 years ago. So really happy to hear that. I also heard from someone else who said that, um, you know, they had the idea of writing a book which had been just sitting on the shelves, taking dust, accumulating dust, and he too was going to um, get back into writing that book. So it's really encouraging to hear from everyone, whether you're sending me music, sending me suggestions, or letting me know that you are working on your goals. It's, it's truly inspiring to hear from everyone. So thank you for that. So again, a beautiful song. I hope you enjoyed it. And let's just talk about how do we take steps every day or at least a couple of times a week to ensure that we are setting and working on our personal goals. So the way I like to look at this is through the lens of preparing our children for success. I know that if you're a parent, you are very much interested in ensuring that your children are successful, especially in terms of their education. Now think about how you go about doing that, right? So for example, when your children come home, well, at least when, you know, the world was open and there was a regular class schedule, when your children come home, think of the routine that you go through to ensure that there is success for the next school day. We do not wait for the next morning to do homework. We do not wait for the next morning to prepare their school, whether it's their uniform or their school clothing. We do a lot of that stuff at night, right? Now, I know with my interview with Dr. Ava, she stressed the importance of having a great morning routine, but I'd like to take that discussion one step further and say that being successful every day begins with being successful at night. And I talk about this in my book um, that I mentioned last week, Push Past 10, in terms of when I wanted to be successful with getting to the gym I would always ensure that my gym bag, my clothing, my Gatorade, my gym shoes, my music were all prepared the night before. So in the morning, all I had to do was grab my gym bag and head out the door. For me personally, goal setting is exactly the same thing. So my goal was to get to the gym in the morning so I prepared at night. Your goal with your children is to ensure they have a successful school day so you prepare everything they need at night. Why don't we apply this exact same idea to goal setting? 
So for example, if the person who contacted me to say that they're going to begin working on their book um, as of now, what about the idea of ensuring that before you go to bed, your notes, your laptop, everything that you need to be able to work on that particular goal is laid out the night before. So that way, as soon as you wake up in the morning, it is an actual reminder of what you need to do. And it also serves as motivation to get started. Because let's face it, with everything that we're juggling, the last thing we're trying to do is by the time the morning starts off and you know, you're probably receiving calls from work, you're probably trying to take care of your children. And now on top of that, now you have to go look for your notes, look for everything you need to find time to work on your book. So why not give it a chance? Take everything you need to be able to work on your particular goal and lay it out at night so that by the next day, you have what you need to be able to be successful to at least take a couple of steps every day or at least on the days that you plan on working on your goal to make sure that you are moving forward and that you're getting so things mind, done. It comes down to time management. And I know for a few people that time management just sounds like something else um, that's being added to the plate. Now they have to find specific times to do specific things to get everything done. But I want you to think of it in a different way. I want you to think of it in terms of just having a simple tool that you can use to manage your time. So whether it's just a simple calendar where you're writing down which days of the week that you will be working on your goals. If you are always on your computer, you might want to add it to your calendar on your computer so that the reminders are readily available. And I even like the idea of color coordinating it so you know um, that that particular time is set for working on your goals each week. So I don't want to make this overly complicated. I know that there are several tools out there um, for planning and several tools for time management. You know, I'm very big on research. I like to look up information and make sure that I'm presenting the best information possible to my listening audience. But I started looking at it and I just found the information to be overwhelming in terms of what do you use? What do you use it for? And it just became very complicated. So I I think the best thing to do is to use what already works for you. So whether we like to believe it or not, we are practicing some level of time management. And again, I go back to our children, their extracurricular activities that they do every week. Hopefully they're still doing some. For example, my daughter is doing gymnastics and piano via Zoom. So I have a schedule of when she has to do those activities. I have a schedule of when I work. So it just use what you already use and just go ahead and just schedule time to work on my goal with the tool that you already use and keep it very, very simple so that it does not become another yet big to do 
on your already very long list of things to do. Now, before the break, we also talked about the importance of a social support system. And again, I really liked that Dr. Ava focused uh, quite a bit on the importance of having a social system, a village, if you will, of people who help her so that she can do everything that she does. Now, I know that that is not the reality for a lot of people. Let's just be honest, right? So a lot of times we have single mothers who are at home and it's simply them and their children. And here I am talking about a social system, a social support network. So what I would like to say to that is that sometimes our children have to be our social support system, right? And if you think about it, children are really very keen on being helpful, especially at the younger ages. So from about four years old, a child is very interested in helping. And even now with my daughter being eight, she's constantly saying, mommy, how can I help you today? What can I do? She gets excited by the thought of being able to help. Now, mind you, when she becomes a teenager, and I'm sure those of you who have teenagers at home can attest to the fact that she probably is not going to be as insistent on helping, but take advantage of it now. If you have younger children at home, you can they can help you in terms of getting little things done at the home so that you can free up some time for yourself, some time to work on your personal goals. So give them the job of cleaning up after themselves. Now that a lot of children are being homeschooled, I can imagine the mess because I know, fortunately for us, homeschooling ended May 20, uh, the third week of May. So we were lucky enough down here in Georgia that school actually ends the third week of May. But I tell you, my kitchen area was just scattered with everything education for Sophia. So we had books and we had, you know, tablets and laptops everywhere. So I know it is difficult, but task your children with the job of cleaning up after you do your schoolwork. By the time a child is seven years, seven to eight years old, they can already take a bath on their own. So incrementally, give them more responsibility so that you are able to have some time to be able to work on your goal. So I just want us to be creative. I want us to think out of the box and try to think of ways that other people in our homes, in our lives can help us so that we can make time. And you notice that I never say find time because it's not about finding time to work on your personal goals, to work on your personal development. It's about making time, claiming time, just as we're doing this evening by taking one hour, even if it's a mental break, right? So you might be preparing dinner, you might still be working on a few last minute things for work, but at least you're taking the mental time to be able to think about your goals. And I want this to extend beyond just the one hour that we're spending here tonight so that you can find yet another hour sometime this week 
to be able to work on your personal goals. So I'm, I'm really hoping that you're finding great value with the information that I am sharing. Now, just as important, right? So you've done the work before, you've scheduled the time, uh, and now it's the day to get the work done. And you are just not motivated. You're sitting in front of the computer, you're having a mental uh, a writer's block, and you're just not motivated. I personally find that the best way to get motivated and to get going is by having music. What type of music do you enjoy? What type of music do you find motivational, right? So if you're working on something that involves arts and crafts, painting, um, something that doesn't involve a lot of concentration, such as writing, you might like some upbeat music. So go ahead, put on your favorite music so that you get the energy to be able to work on your goal. I personally, I do a lot of writing. So I enjoy the writing process. I enjoy being creative in that world. Don't ask me to paint or do anything in terms of artistic work, but I really enjoy being creative in terms of being uh, able to write uh, my thoughts and anything else that comes to mind. And for me, reggae music does the job. As an island girl at heart, I definitely get inspired by reggae music. And my favorite artist, in case you're wondering, is Barry's Hammond. And it's just a nice soothing background, a, a nice bit of background music, just to get you in the right mind frame and to get you inspired to be able to work on your goal. And speaking of which, I thought I might as well just uh, pull out one of my favorite Barris Hammond tracks, and maybe you can see why I enjoy his music so much and why it serves as an inspiration to getting me going and getting me um, started when I don't particularly feel inspired to get anything done. So let's enjoy this number from Barris Hammond. I think you will find it very inspirational. So stay tuned. Just when you think you've seen it all and know it all, oh yeah. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Here comes another surprise, yeah, yeah. Last night I learned my lessons well. They couldn't be clearer. See, I thought I was number one as the true burden bearer. Another brother who knew 
of using music to set the tone and energize you when you're working out on your goals right okay great well here we are at the end of the hour already I enjoyed spending this time with you and I hope that you will make our time together part of your regular weekly routine uh, it's certainly a, a great opportunity for us to learn and, and grow together. So I look forward to spending every Tuesday with you from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. right here on TDN Radio. And I think I forgot to mention that the interview that I did with Dr. Ava is actually available on my website, the video portion that is of this interview so if for example you want to see what her lipstick looks like <laughs> for any ladies who are interested she's actually wearing one of her brands in the interview so again the website is push past 10 so push past the number 10.com if you would like to see the video interviews as well as information from last week's show and I plan on updating the website on a weekly basis with more information and again if you missed the podcast from last week please be sure to check it out on tdnradio.net and you can click on the podcast next week we have another exciting show lined up for you we will be joined by the founder and ceo of genesis management um, company his name is mr kevin webb and he will give us a very interesting insight into his life story. For example, he was born in Germany. He came to America about the age of six and he spoke no English. As a matter of fact, he had to end up repeating, I believe it was either kindergarten or first grade. He was also challenged by the fact that he did not have his father in his life. And it is so interesting to see how Kevin was able to take all this adversity 
of his early childhood and turn it into opportunity. And the focus of next week will be about building relationships, networking, social media, and how all of this plays a very important role in your success. If your goal is, for example, to own your own business, to start your own company. So I truly hope that you will join us at this time. And as we wrap up this evening, I just want to say that, you know, this is a very important time to protect our mental health. You know, I know there is certainly so much going on in the world, so much to be concerned about. And yes, in fact, we should be concerned about everything that is going on in the world. However, we have to protect our mental health and not become overwhelmed by everything that is going on. For example, I for one am guilty. I catch myself all the time looking at hours and hours of television, of listening to the news, just to be able to find out exactly what's going on. But at some point, you know, we have to pull ourselves away from all of this and focus on our immediate needs. And I find that one of the best ways to distract ourselves just for a little while, to take a break from everything that's going on, is to be able to spend some time working on, on our goals. So I remind myself that I have other things to do. I have work to do. I have to attend to my daughter. And yes, I have to work on my personal goals as well. So that gives me an opportunity to break away from the news and break away from everything else that's going on in the world. So I truly hope you've enjoyed our time together. I hope you've enjoyed what I like to call our hour of power right here on TDN Radio. And I certainly look forward to being with you next week at the same time. And just as a reminder, uh, remember to check out all the wonderful programming that is available here on TDN Radio. And as a matter of fact, this week in interview next, I, I'm sorry, tomorrow at 8 p.m., the featured guest will be yours truly. I'm very honored to have been invited by Mr. Anthony Drago, and I will be his guest tomorrow from 8 p.m. on tdnradio.net. So I'm looking forward to our conversation, um, to uh, talking about growing up in Dominica and the challenges I myself faced and how I was able to turn those into opportunity. So I feel like the tables are being turned on me right now, but it is perfectly okay, and I'm looking forward to, to the conversation. So once again, thank you for being with me. I've truly enjoyed being in your company, and I look forward to being with you next week at the same time. Do enjoy the rest of your evening.
us and we won't stop dreaming No, we won't stop dreaming